0: Welcome to episode 95 of the Horror Dads Podcast. You're joined by your hosts, John and Jamie, as always. And today, we are going to talk about social media horror, internet horror. What's up, Jamie?
1: What's up, man? Yeah, there is a lot of uh, social media horror just in the past, what, five years? Dude. And I gotta say, like, out of all the genres and sub
0: subgenres that exist as-, as parents, you know, Horror Dads Podcast, uh, this is one thing that truly... Like, intrinsically for me, it's a scary thing because we've got young kids, they're growing up in this internet age, and uh, watching these movies doesn't make you feel any better
1: (laughs) about it at all. No, it actually terrifies you for the future, right? (laughs) Dude, it's wild. Because our kids are still young enough where social media is like a blip on their radar. (sighs) Well, but at some point it's going to be full fucking We're starting to hear about it. We want
0: phones. Yeah. I know your oldest is talking about it. My oldest is talking about it. And... You know, there's no, there's no right formula. I think there are some elements to the formula that are, you know, wrong, I guess, in terms of sheltering and, and protecting our kids within this uh, internet age. But it's, it's um, some scary stuff.
1: But this was a fun prompt. It's scary for me. Yeah. I fucking hate social media. I mean, it's honestly... It's a, it's a necessity in these days, you know? It has been great
0: for what we're doing here. Like yeah. this endeavor, it feels yeah. a little bit like we're isolated, and we're lucky to have the community that we do within the podcast and horror community. We
1: we've been fortunate,
0: I think. That's that's when been you a really find,
1: nice... yeah. When you find a little pocket like we have, yeah. You just I just stay in it. I'm not leaving. I don't really. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what my aunt is up to because I don't. No, you I know. Don't, I don't, don't, don't want to know. I don't. I don't no. give a shit. Yeah.
0: I don't want to know if you had a hot tub experience last night, Aunt Gertie. Or whatever your aunt's name
1: is. Yeah, if your tomato plants are looking good, good for you. <laughs> I don't need to know.
0: So we were going to do a top 10 list, I guess. We, we each watched
1: a bunch of movies, but I picked five. Jamie picked five. We're going to volley back and forth. We are. Talk about those movies. I was going to say this time, typically I know that you and I typically do not do top, like in an order, five to one. It's yeah. typically just a random, let's do your favorite this time. I, I Least think- favorite
0: to favorite. Yeah, I think I've got a, a, my, my setup. Kind I, of I feel like we typically
1: it. try to keep it, like, neutral. Yeah.
0: Well, if you are new to the show, you landed on an episode where we're not doing an interview. You just have Jamie and I. We're your regular
1: hosts. We're back. We're it's back. been a minute.
0: It has. It has. But we got a ton of great content stocked for Spooky Season. Great guests. Oh, great my God, yeah. Ourselves.
1: We're right on the uh, the verge, aren't we?
0: We are. If you're not interested in the banter, the conversation, the chit chat, uh, jump down into the show notes, and there are timestamps, and if you want to get straight to the top 10 list, you can look down there, find out the timestamp, and jump to that. Otherwise, we're going to kick off uh, doing our standard thing. We like to catch up. We're best friends. We've got young families together and stuff, so we're going to catch up for about 10 minutes, and then we'll get into the uh, the horror that is the social media universe that we live in. So, Jamie, without further ado, what have you been watching, man? What's been going on?
1: So, yeah, it's been, uh, like I said, it's been a minute. I uh, had my, as I mentioned previously, I had the Brits in town. Oh, yeah. Uh, my sister. sister, who moved to uh, London, Yep. now lives in an, on an island called Guernsey. But she has a family, two kids and a husband. And they came in, they stayed with us for about a month. So we were watching a lot of stuff. They're not huge horror fans. We watched X and Pearl together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so they, they dug that. Um, but I, on my own... Oh, I actually... Started a new I TV watched, shows? <clears throat>
2: uh,
1: well, <laughs> we'll
2: get to that. But I watched
1: a show with... Or a movie with them. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg's newest movie, Infinity Pool. Which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Cronen- Brandon Cronenberg is uh, carving out a, a little niche for himself. Because uh, Possessor was fucking crazy. It was really wild. And this movie picks up where that one left off in the crazy department. This is a wild ass movie. Uh, it's one of those where we, we were looking at each other whole, the whole time like, what the fuck? Like, God damn. Uh, there's just so many like wow moments in that movie. Highly recommend. Um, if you watch the trailer, it looks like it's just going to be the weirdest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Which it's, it's out there, but it's, it's a little more streamlined once you get in there. Uh, I watched The Black Demon today. Oh, dude, have you watched so did it? I. Today. I think it's more like I watched it so that you guys don't have to. Uh, and I know that we were are plugging this movie. So when I sh- saw that talk dad guilt. that was in there, I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, the guy from Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. As soon as I saw yes. him, I was like, "Here we go!" Fucking Here we go. talking about horror. That like dad <laughs> jokes.
0: And I just knew I knew Dude. his character before he even opened his mouth. Yeah, and he was exactly what I thought. Even he was worse. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Baja Mexico could have been a good movie. Turned into. I was excited by the lead up a little bit because I was like, "Oh, cool! Yeah. Like
0: family environment, yeah, vacation. Like we're all in." That was the best scene in still. the movie, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, it what is billed as like a shark movie, turns into a weird climate, like climate change slash yeah. take care of Mother Nature, but in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, and
0: that's not to minimize those points. That's no, absolutely not. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah, it just wasn't what I went into expecting. Uh, and then, dude, I have to credit Larry Cerise here, one of our newer patrons, for pointing us to uh, my90sTV.com, <laughs> which has led to my love for my80sTV.com. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, yeah, there's 70s and 60s. You can oh. get to it all from the same thing, but I cannot recommend this uh, webpage enough. You just have it on in the background at all times. I'll put it there. on during work, honestly, like all fucking day. Yeah. Uh, you can switch between years of each decade. It kind of, what it kind of is, is a consolidation of yeah. YouTube commercials from those, from that era, from it's those like WNUF. Years. It feels exactly yeah. like WNUF. <laughs> and it is like, if you're a nostalgia junkie like we are, it is just like, just pick a year you grew up in, like the year you were 12 or 13 and watch cartoons. It's just insane. I, I just can't tell you how much I sit there and smile and uh, the stuff that I watched. So watching like supermarket sweep and shit like that where you're like yep. yeah this is dumb uh but shop till you drop uh that channel <laughs> I'm is pretty in. I'm in yeah <laughs> uh so yeah that's what i've been uh digging into how about you man yeah
0: so i i checked out the black demon you know i was pretty excited to get my hands on it finally it looks
1: great and yeah i was like sound design good lead up was cool ancillary characters good like those two dudes on the on the rig yeah, it, it felt like a little bit of a miss for me, but I, you know, yeah. So I,
0: I checked that out. I also checked out. 3.7 on IMDb. Well deserved. This next one's not a 3.7. <laughs> okay. This next one's going to be a staple moving wow. forward for the Halloween season. But uh, The Curse of Bridge Hollow. Oh, yeah. Was loaded up to, to Netflix with Mar- Marlon Wayans and Erica from uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. Dude. My kids love that. Have, just having that vibe, like it. The movie is a vibe. It's great. That fucking neighbor with the, uh, the werewolf, uh, all the werewolf stuff. It's yeah. Like I, I just I loved the whole feel of the experience and it that would funny. be a
1: a great double feature with like Hubie Halloween. Yeah. You know,
0: it's completely in line <laughs> with that. So if you're looking for, if you're like my kids are not into the grotesque stuff, no, uh, quite yet. So this is a perfect kind of thing if you've got kids that are kind of on the on the fence on uh, dipping into the yeah, horror. Yeah, that's definitely a goody. Uh, so I enjoyed that, and I also just watched through the Scream TV series in Yen. and uh, we feel like maybe you should too because the uh, we're going to have a guest on from that show. We're not going to say who. Yeah, we'll keep it a surprise. Yeah, but what I found interesting this week in horror news is that. I don't know if you saw, I think September 1st, the Scream TV show is getting pulled off of Netflix. Oh, wow, no. And I think it's supposed to be uploaded to Paramount+. Plus. So there's, uh, I think one of our our patrons, actually, I think it was Midwest Villain, uh, I believe he... Oh, John. Yeah, I think he posted something about uh, Paramount basically buying the rights or securing the rights or whatever uh, to that series. So maybe there's going to be a
1: a reboot who knows we'll see yeah i don't know that third season really was a letdown for me so i know that you liked it I'll watch it again yeah all right what are you season three or season one season one yeah yeah what have you been buying man uh I've actually i don't know that i've really bought anything uh we went to speed i bought some stuff at spirit for the kids kind of runs into my family antic i would just jump into that yeah because i really didn't buy too much uh like i said, I've, kind of waiting for the season and I always like this is my birthday month so I always just kind of wait uh till the end of the month to see yeah. what I get what I don't get cuz if I buy anything for myself it ends up that my wife bought that as well it's just the way the law of nature you know oh yeah uh but I did take the kids of spirit the little british children they fucking loved it dude <laughs> they just like wouldn't quit talking about it um my niece scarlet just like every day wanted to go back to spirit so I loved that. I loved Join being club, able to take Scarlet, them there. That's how we feel. Uh, their four-year-old boy, his name is Sebastian, and he was, like, obsessed with all the animatronic things yeah, and would, yeah, would yeah. make us one by one go with him, hold our hand, and then make us step on all the things. And yeah, it was a lot of fun doing that. I love watching the, uh, the terror in their eyes. Yeah. Uh, but I bought the kids. I, you do that same thing I do, where we go in there with a the budget for each kid yep. and let them pick out. So they picked out a bunch of stuff, masks and good stuff. They bought like retractable knives. so i have just getting shanked with like a <laughs> metal. Like it actually fucking hurts. Yeah. Uh, and then we watched I Know What You Did Last Summer with my oldest boy. And uh, he was digging it. But then we got to the part where Sir Michelle Geller was going to get oh, killed. No. And he was like, no, shut it off. I'm done. I don't want to. I feel the same way. Yeah. Every, every time that
0: scene starts. Yeah. Same exactly. I mean,
1: also that's a great ass scene though. But he, uh, very tense. Yeah, that's as far as he made it.
2: Cool.
0: Yeah. So I actually I bought a new polo from Fright Rags. I ended up mm. buying one of the uh, Fright Rags polos. So I I picked up that it's like a the Halloween logo on the the chest, and it's got like orange around the uh, cuffs on the arms. It's got orange around the oh wow the collar on the neck and orange and and gray. And my kids, every time I wear it, they're like. I love that shirt. Oh, I haven't seen that. I wore it to like a work thing, and someone was like, "That is a, that. That's sharp. That's a shirt." And I was like, "Yeah, hell oh yeah." <laughs> <Okay. it is." laughs> How old are you? Yeah. So I picked one of those up, and I'll I'll touch on my family stuff too, yeah. since you you did it too. Do it, man. But on on my family antic, I I just I just got back from vacation this past weekend. Uh, I took the family to the Jersey Shore. We went to New York City for a couple of days, and. On the way there, on the way to the beach, I my family wanted to kill me because I kept playing the soundtrack from Club Dread. Mm. And I was like, No, we're <laughs> going on this uh this tropical vacation. This is what we're gonna listen to. So and by the end, dude, I hear Luna back there humming she's honey tails, I'll get you tails, <laughs> keep it out of my, my tie. So uh they wanted to actually just fucking kill me by the end of the trip, but I, you know, thought I would represent Yeah, you have the to vacation appropriately with the proper music. So of course. Yeah. All right, let's hit uh, what we're wearing and then do our plugs and then jump into our app. Ep- what
1: do you got on over All there? All right, man? so we today, you and I are Burbs bros, aren't we? Unplanned. Unplanned. <laughs> I have my burbs. Uh, discount cemetery, uh, Burbs burb shirt, which is like from the dream sequence. Uh, with the chainsaw text chainsaw, chainsaw the Yeah. Uh, so it's like the shirts in the theme of Texas chain, Chainsaw Massacre with the dream sequence in the background, which I love. I love the mustard yellow color of the shirt. Yeah, it's and great. And Discount Cemetery, if you haven't checked out their webpage, it's not all horror merch, but really cool merch, nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, great Times stuff. 100 there. Yeah. Really great stuff.
0: I have on my War Machine Fright Rags T. So we've got... Um, Fright rags up, aren't you? So Fright rags up, yeah. <clears throat> We've got uh, Mr. Runfield here with his wife uh, and Queenie standing next to him. It says "War Machine." Uh, I, I think pe- people probably think this is a patriotic shirt when I wear it around, but yeah, they probably uh, do. I, and I guess to an extent, it is because he's a he's a veteran, right? So yeah, I love this shirt though. And obviously, we love that movie. We'll talk about it to the end of the earth.
1: What about the uh, shorts? What do you got there? Oh, I have my everyday
0: Halloween shorts on. Uh, you know, because it's late at night. I snuck down here, doubled up. I told you my wife forbade me from wearing uh, the shorts. (laughs) Yeah, Graphic shorts
1: with a graphic shirt. I think about that every time now (laughs) when when I'm doubling up because I always do. Yeah.
0: All right. So plugs. Then we'll get into our episode. We do have a new patron to welcome. Dave B. David, welcome to Patreon, man. Thanks. Dave. I think you you mentioned that uh, you, you stumbled across us and have been binging while you've been at the gym and whatnot so thank you so much man for joining the the crew we we greatly appreciate it and uh your contributions have been awesome so
1: and the conversations and just you reaching out yeah man nice to meet you buddy thank you thank you thank you
0: you too can become a patron uh head over to patreoncom dads and i believe on spotify now you can join patreon uh, they just did a quick uh collaboration update so if you want to join through there you can we have a $5 tier and a $10 tier. So check out uh, bonus episodes and whatnot. Big backlog on there. So if you're all caught up and you want some more, you can get it over there. You can follow us on social, med- uh, on social media everywhere, at Horror Dads. Instagram is our primary channel, though, so you can hit us up there. We do have a website where you can pick up some merch, HorrorDads.com. And last but not least, if you want us a review, that would be amazing. It helps others find the show. Five stars goes a super long way. makes us feel good. We greatly appreciate it. So with that, Jamie, you want to get at it? You want to get into it? Added as a friend? Denied. Rejected. <laughs> I reject your requests. <laughs> before we get into our movies i have some actual real life social media statistics i'm going to read off for you of course you do you're gonna hate this as much as i did but on uh, guardchild.com which is a site you know that's centered around guarding your children as one might imagine they have some uh, statistics that they share and these stats were kind of aggregated from other locations like the uh, pew research organization global insights into family life online. Uh, Companies like Norton contributed some stuff too here on on security and whatnot. So here's some stats, which are going to make you feel really terrible. So 88% of teens have seen someone be mean or cruel to another person on a social networking site. Uh, 12% of teens say they witnessed unpleasant behavior frequently on social networking sites. 15% of teens say they were the target of online cruelty, so that's one and a half persons per ten. Yeah, you know, damn, so that's more than one per ten. Forty-one percent of teens had a negative experience as a result of using social networking site. So that's you know less than half, but not far from half. Twenty-two percent of teens lost their friendship with someone due to actions on social media sites. Again, two out of ten people. Uh, twenty-five percent of teens had experienced a face-to-face argument or confrontation as a result of posts on on Facebook. Sixty-two percent of parents of teens aged between thirteen and fourteen are friends with their child on Facebook,
1: which I don't know how I'm going to handle that one. I feel like I don't want to, but need to. You need to be in there. You know what? I have some stats as well. I can't oh, prepare. What? Look at that! Damn! You're not the only one that can stats search, bro. All right. So from uh, I've got some stats from SearchEngineJournal.com. Okay. Four point eight billion users worldwide of social media 92.7% of all internet users have a social media account of some sort between April 22 and April 2023, 150 new social media users between that date. That is fucking insane. In 150, one year, what? 150 million, million. New social media oh, users. Damn. Uh, and people spend over an average of over two hours on social media daily. Which sounds about right. Per day? Per day. And uh, the most popular social media app in f- terms of time spent. Instagram. TikTok. Oh, I didn't even think of that because I don't use it. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, those are just a few over, uh, overarching stats of social media. Let's get into it. All right, man. Do you, uh, you want to go with your first pick? I can. Yeah. All right, so my uh, number five movie here is from 2013. This is the earliest movie in my uh, collection here. And this is The Den. Hey,
2: I'm Elizabeth. What's up? Nothing much. I'm uh, actually just trying to meet some new friends. I'll be your friend. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Let's be friends. Can I tell you a secret? Hey. Hello. Hello. Do you come on here a lot? Are you guys in school? Hey, oh my God, you're on a bike. I'm on my bike. Yeah. You should
0: come over here and help me finish this bottle of wine. I'm sorry. I'm still working.
1: All right, so this was written and directed by Zachary Donahue. <clears throat> Stars uh, Melanie Papalia, David Schlotchenhager, <laughs> <laughs> David Schultz- uh, Adam Shapiro, <laughs> This is a uh, this is a movie about a, I'll give you the IMD synopsis. It's while studying the habits of webcam chat users, essentially chat roulette, uh, from the apparent safety of her own home, a young woman's life begins a spiral out of control after witnessing a grisly murder online. Oh. Have you seen this one? I have not. I didn't know you were uh, picking this. So tell me all about it, man. I don't know that I sent you my list, did I? I don't think you did. Yeah. I blind, think I a blind you list. list. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is essentially it's this this girl who's got like this research project going. She gets like the beginning of the movie is her trying to find out if she's going to get this funding for this research, which would essentially be her like all day long, just going on chat roulette, uh, studying the, the behavior of these different yeah. users, you know? Yep. Uh, so she gets the grant. It's like this big deal, you know, for her. Uh, so she's just this is like her life now. Her friends are like texting her, and her boyfriend's constantly like chiming in, like, "Hey!" And you, you know, you see it again. It's one of those where like she's on her computer, and you're kind of watching. Uh, so he'll chime in and like pop in, and like, "Hey, how's it going?" And she's like, "Well, I'm just still working on this," you know. And she's just going through the gamut of these chat roulette deals. It's like you got have, have a guy naked, you have people hanging out partying, and oh my gosh. Uh, it's just everything in there. Yeah. But she comes across this one where it's like this dude is murdering somebody. Uh, and then th- from there, this just starts to escalate and then it starts to get her friends and starts coming for her. And it's just like, from there, it's just like this, uh, just her. It's horrific, you know? Uh, and it is, it's really, it's really well done. Um, I'm actually a big fan of this movie. It's the last one on my list, but I think the reason it's the bottom of my list is just cause it's like, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. There's not too much as far as commentary, but Yeah. This is a fun one. And again, it it is kind of scary. The dude wears a mask, the killer. I'm not gonna spoil the end, but is the is the
0: uh Is there a who done it and everyone's collectively like, Oh, this shit's happening? I don't wanna I guess what I'm asking is, does everyone believe her? And everyone knows there's a problem or is she trying to convince everyone that there's a problem?
1: Well, yeah, that's what it is. It's one of those where like she's telling people that, you know, there's this killer. I feel like that's a big
0: theme in these movies yeah. particularly, which is right. why I asked the question.
1: Yeah. 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 But then shit starts to go down and you can't help but yeah. believe it, you know? Yeah. Cool. But it's, it's kind of like she's just on the outside looking in, you know, watching this shit happen. Yeah. Because they know that she's watching. It's kind of like, oh, you like to watch? I'll give you something to watch. Well, this this is kind of like a virtual virtually
0: based like a rear window almost, right? So it's like, hey, I exactly. witnessed something that
1: which is a theme, honestly, it's a theme with all these movies pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a you that's a great point. The rear window, I didn't even think of that because you're kind of looking in all these different windows into people's lives, you know, yeah. and you're you're getting this glimpse fun, sad, Mysterious, and not scary your window, otherwise. right? Because yeah, he's exactly. going
0: up and down every every floor.
1: Yeah, there's a woman sees, dancing. Yeah, the a, yeah. a whole emotional gamut. Someone kissing their cat. I mean, it's just like you run every different scenario. <laughs> um, I but think, this is, I, dude. The den is 100 percent worth watching. It was streaming on some. It's it's free on something. And it's uh, yeah. It's just like you know, it's well done. I, honestly, I feel like all these movies, all these social media movies, are really well acted. I don't know how they get these like. Realistic I, performances out of all these actors. I know. I, I feel the same. And I actually. You would think that, honestly, you would think it would be harder to act natural rather than act like an actor sometimes, you know? It's, it's like uh, those interview sections in, like, Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like in Hell House. Yeah, I was. You know that I was, that's I was fishing,
0: and, I, and I, I come around the bridge. It's like that, that but guy. But those right? guys
1: great. were great. Like, yeah. Blair Witch, great. Hell House, which I love Hell House. I'm not talking shit on the movie, but the interview portions, yeah, you, you know it's fake. Yeah, you can tell like, that. Oh, a this theory. certainly is not real yeah. because that, yeah. Yeah. But this, really well done. Uh, I'm excited to see what your number five is. All right, man. My
0: number five is a movie from 2002, actually, called Fear.com. <laughs>
1: we've got a white male 2002 i know wow 2002 i didn't even know social media was a thing
0: well so this isn't exactly social media it's more like internet horror oh yeah yeah uh but i i think this precipitated a lot and i've got a lot of commentary on it so i
1: feel like you kind of have to a lot of it uh the the strict social media facebook horror, whatever you want to call it that is like kind of limited yeah. So it's, you want to stretch and it. And the a majority
0: bit. of yep. those are very, very similar. Yeah, it's like we're going to talk about the same thing yeah. every time. I yep. mean, if you want, we could talk about The Net starring Sandra Bullock, too. Dude. Let's fucking loop it in. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So Fear.com, though, 2002, directed by William Malone, starring Stephen Dorff, Natasha uh, McElhone. And this is about a New York City detective. And uh, this detective is investigating these m- mysterious deaths that occur. 48 hours after users are logging onto a website and this website is called fear.com.com.
1: So it's like the ring kind of you log on and 2 days later you're oh, dead. Honestly, yes. Okay. And it, this this movie's a fun one and I I fear.com.com is that
0: the, uh, that's the only <laughs> thing like as I was watching this movie I was like, "Oh, is it fear.com?" But it's literally what they type in is fear dot c o m dot c o m. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but I I think this is a fun one because <laughs> this is around the time, if we think about it, right? Where so this is what two thousand two. So I'm I like, don't
1: even remember what the, what that is.
0: Yeah, I'm like, like what year? Is freshman that? in high school, yeah. right? And this is around the time, or shortly thereafter, where basically everybody has a computer in their home. The majority of people uh, likely have a computer in their home. Yeah.
1: In you know, in middle middle class America, we'll say. I feel like in O two, I did not have one. You know, yeah. You were, I was in the military. In at the that military, time. yeah. So you probably had like a satellite. It was just phone. like when you go to work, you fucking yeah.
0: So, but this is the time m- most middle Americans in, in I think would probably have access to a computer or have a computer. And
1: yeah, schools had like media centers at that time, exactly, right? Exactly, dude. The exactly. library turned into a media center. But it's
0: funny to see the varying... Le- this movie has these, like, very... Cause this this is, like, a big-budget movie, right? This is, like, a, a large production. This probably had, like, a huge theatrical kind of release. And I remember the cover art from this yeah, movie distinctly. Yeah, the cover like, art is very distinct. The blacked-out eyes on the front. I just... I remember seeing that in the video store. I don't remember
1: the movie at all, though. Yeah, I... Was it one of those where it's, like, kind of dark the whole time? Dude, noir as hell. Yeah. It's, like,
0: kind of like seven. It's got that, like, hard-boiled...
1: Brick wall apartment. I
0: feel like someone has. It has that whole aesthetic of like noir, dark, hard boiled police detective trying to solve a crime. Yeah, get out of my way. I'm a tough ass cop. Yeah, cloudy the whole time. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the aesthetic of this. It's cool. I like that. The movie's not like Seven, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. has that kind of feel to it. At least the, the, you know, the way it looks, the way it feels, and
1: it's a race against time. It is, yeah, completely always good. But what's
0: really funny is the way that they, with big budget movies, especially in this time in life, the way they like type typecast and, and stereotype um, people, is sure. it, it's so like, it's like when you do a caricature drawing of someone like on a boardwalk, right? Like that's what they do with oh yeah, yeah. with characters in these movies, I think. But. Uh, the like advanced computer users are these like fucking cyberpunk kids that oh, have yeah. like mohawks and black lipstick and like oh you have to be into like LSD and like sex like yeah you're a fucking degenerate because like you love the internet right? Uh, so that's like sort of how they portray. Uh, I think two of the kids that were killed. I feel like
1: that was common back then. There was a movie called Hackers with like, Th- think
0: of Daniel Har- Harris's character in Urban. Life. Yeah, 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 like that. Yeah, they're like oh if you're in a chat room you're clearly talking to people about lithium and sex right like what the hell else would you be doing meanwhile in 2002 (laughs) i'm on like fucking x files forums like well boulder had a different shirt on in that scene so is that you know what i mean yeah yeah. so anywho i i really thought that that was kind of funny but to your point this movie definitely has a vibe to it it feels very noir uh very kind of like hard-boiled detective police thing going on uh but when you enter this site, this website, fear.com.com, is what the movie should really be called. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> uh upon entering the site, you're approached by this woman who is basically like a human version of uh the the uh like the love interest in who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh my it's god. It's like this woman who's trying to be like over the sex, yeah. Uh and and she's it it's really fucking dark and actually hilarious to see like the way the web pages look too and how far we've come from uh hosting websites but you enter this this uh website and this woman kind of approaches you and she's propositioning you to play a game and essentially you have a countdown and you have to choose whether or not you're going to play and you're able to ask questions and i think most of the people ask the question like oh what if i don't want to play and the answer is like you you'll die right but come to find like If you don't play, you die. If you do play, you die. That's kind of like the outcome. So don't go to fear.com.com. But we've got this police officer, Mike. This is uh, Stephen Dorf's character, and he's investigating these murders. I think there were four of them at the onset. And as I mentioned, people are dying two days, you know, within 48 hours uh, after visiting the site. And he is offset. Mike's character is offset by this counterpart, this counterpart character. Uh, that joins the story. Uh, I think the character's name is Terry, and she works for the Department of Health. so she's basically like the uh, if you think of the movie uh, the movie Tremors, right? you have like your sub, your resident subject matter expert. you've got the woman like out doing seismographs and shit like out out in the the woods. so you have like your central authority, which is like Kevin bacon's character in tremors, and you have his counterpart, which is this woman who's like a subject matter expert that's not good on necessarily solving the problem or being tough, but like is going gonna to be the vehicle to outsmart the problem that the movie's presenting. Sure. Same shit in like Lake Placid, right? You have like this woman who's like, oh, fuck the woods. I hate being outside. And she's the one that's truly the brains behind, you know, solving how to deal with shit. So that's Terry's character in this. And uh, it's cool because you get some vulnerability in that sort of character, but you also get some really cool like pizzazz and confidence and whatnot. But I think the point of this movie, you know, we're going to be spoiler free here, yeah. so I won't dive too far into it. But the point of this movie I think is kind of a warning <laughs> of like, hey, it's 2002, internet is really for everyone now. And with computers being so present in people's homes, like, Anything can happen. So please be careful. Uh so it feels like kind of a warning shot. And only if they knew <laughs> what today was like. I'm sure that uh William Malone's looking at this like, yeah, I fucking told you guys. Yeah. It's a bad place. It can be a really bad place. So that's that's my my first pick here. Uh my number five, beer.com. I thought it Dot was. Com. Fear.com.com is the actual, should be the actual name of the movie. Uh, but, yeah, that's my number five, man. I'm
1: going to have to check that one out. Uh, I'm sure I've seen it because, like I said, the aesthetic is popping in my yeah. head. But uh, I just can't remember it. So I'm definitely going to revisit I like those early 2000s movies. Oh, I, dude, yeah. <clears throat> all right, so my number four is going to be a movie from... I realize I have like three movies from 2022 on my list. This is one of them. This is the movie, Sissy.
2: To celebrate, sincerely, Cecilia, reaching 200,000 followers. Oh, wow. I'm giving all of my friends 50% off my new bespoke non-allergenic therapy robes. Needed this to brand. world needs more people like you. Sissy? Oh my God, it's you. How's it been? For 12 years?
1: You remember me, right? Yeah. I just can't picture myself without her. Oh, nice. This is uh, written and directed by Hannah Barlow and Kane scenes. Senes? I'm not sure how you say his last name, but Hannah Barlow is actually one of the leads in this movie. She plays Emma, who is a... Uh, she's engaged, and they're going on a bachelorette party. They call it a hen's party. in uh, Hen's? Yeah, I'm not sure where this is. Australia, maybe? Oh. Uh, But they call it, yeah, they call it a hen's party instead of bachelorette. Uh, So our main character, Cecilia, sissy, uh, is a social media influencer who is like, she's not a psychologist and she's not a psychiatrist, but she encourages her followers to love themselves and have a positive outlook on life. Yeah. Uh, So
0: she's like a... Yeah, like like a life coach presence. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah but
1: yeah. with no credentials. Yeah. Um, she yeah. is also dealing with like insecurity and loneliness herself, you know. Yeah. Uh like the beginning it opens up with her talking to her followers. She seems like a super sweet girl, like in this nice environment. And then she shuts the camera off and then it's like it kind of pans around her empty apartment that's messy and like she's eating pizza from the fridge by herself, you know, it's, it's like Which isn't necessarily sad. It's just like not what she's representing. You can tell that like it's just different. That's a huge theme in these movies because it should be. Uh, Because we all you're enamored by what you like. My kids, for instance, they watch these YouTubers. They see this stuff going on. I have to constantly remind them like this is fake. And they're like, No, it's real. Like he's a real guy. This is YouTube. I'm like, But it's not. It's not real. Like you're being presented with an image. Yeah. Yeah, with something that is just not real. Yeah, their life is not like this. Um, and that's what they show in this, which I, this movie, it's like, it's kind of a hard watch, but I really, it's a really good one. This is a, I highly recommend this. You've seen this. I I feel like you have. I, I've, I've had this movie on. I've not actually like sat and watched it. I mean, it's not really thoroughly. our type of movie. I almost shut it off. Honestly, the first yeah. time I watched it at the beginning, uh, because it's like you're at this bachelorette party, it's all these women and it's just, you know, it's like, this isn't really my, my thing. Yeah. So she gets invited to this bachelorette party, the Henry, at this amazing house in the country. Like, this just, it's definitely Australia because they hit a kangaroo on the drive. Uh, So they get there. They're like, it's amazing. But it turns out that uh, Cecilia is now encountered by this old childhood friend. Uh, So her and Emma went to school back in the day, elementary school. She runs into Emma at the grocery store, like, seemed like a drugstore, like CVS or something. And Emma is like, well, I'm engaged. I'm having this hen's party. You should come. And Cecilia, you can tell, is kind of a loner at this point. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of alluding to a rough childhood, you know. Yep. Uh, maybe mental health issues. So she gets invited to this party. She goes, which I would never go to this. Like, Dude, you, you haven't seen this girl in 10 years. She's inviting you to this party. So on her trip there, she realizes that the, the uh, maid of honor, who's throwing this whole shindig. Who rented this big house and is there waiting on everybody? Is this girl that she had an encounter with back in the day who was her bully, oh, uh, but boy. was also really good friends with Emma. And there was an encounter that I'm not gonna get into. I don't wanna spoil anything, but they had a kind of an altercation. And so when Alex finds out that she's there, she fucking flips and she like encounters Emma, like, why would you invite her? Like, you know what she did to me. And so Cecilia's like watching this unfold and she's uber uncomfortable, you know? And, uh, so then to have a hens party, mate. Yeah. So they have like, it's all women on this trip. And then, uh, one, uh, one dude, his name is Jamie. For some reason, everyone in movies named Jamie are the worst fucking characters. And it's like, gives me a complex. Uh, (laughs) but so like they have these events planned. They, they have dinner the one night and then Alex starts encounter, like going after, uh, sissy. And it's just like, everyone starts to kind of turn on her. And then she can feel it, and she goes. She's crying, and Emma's trying to console her. Well, she wakes up the next day, and they have this like map drawn because they had already left. They're like, "We'll let you sleep in. We drew you a map how to get to us." So she like goes out in the woods and meets them. This is where shit starts to go down. Um, again, I don't want to spoil. I won't spoil the ending, but she starts to kind of off everybody, off everybody, because <laughs> as spoil anything, as but- she gets bullied. Uh, by each person or feels threatened in any way, it starts off as like an accident maybe, and then it kind of turns into death, killing. And she, it's always like very, it's not black and white. It's not like she wanted to kill them or meant to kill them. It's like it just kind of happens, and then she's always like, "Well, you know, I didn't mean to. Like, it, you just like, uh. uh." And so you always like, there's this whole feeling the whole movie, like you kind of feel bad for. Her. Uh, because the other people are like, "You hate them. It's like, well, these you don't really know who to like in this fucking movie. But you're following like your natural allegiances
0: toward the person that you feel like being robbed. come in with, yeah. And she her perception and I think that's the, the point of this film, Yeah, which is that one's perce- like one's own personal brand, or however they present themselves to the world can have multiple interpretations and social media like magnifies this by 700 times right it's just just a thousand yeah it's an exponential thing and a zillion more eyes are on you than would have been before yeah a zillion more opinions now formulate right yep so one's perception of whatever they think is happening socially it it's going to vary from person to person so clearly this she's She's got some fucking issues, clearly. She's running around killing people. but I think the point of this movie is you know that that perception uh is is a unique thing that's going to develop from from person to person, and that's that's her perception.
1: So that is a theme. Also piggybacking off that is the theme that other people's interpretations or judgments influence other people's judgments. So for instance yeah, dude. on the trip and that's a scary fucking thing. It is So for instance, on the trip there. The people that she had just met, the friends, they love her. They're like vibing with her. And then Alex gets into their head and they start like turning on her. Right. There's a scene where the the Jamie dude is like, you are canceled. and He's like snapping and shit. And she sees (laughs) it and hears it. So she's like, oh, fuck. They don't know she's around, you know. Uh, So it's just like all these different things where like they're being influenced by outside sources to feel a certain way. And then that's influencing her to feel a certain fucking way.
0: That's crazy. It's crazy too. Like we're so guilty of that too. Just, yeah. Like I mean, everybody items, is like, human we nature. All are. Yeah. But just think about it. Like if if an organization reaches out reaches out to you and you're like, oh, this sounds like a scam, and then you look it up and you're like, oh, they have a uh, they have two hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Must be. Then it must seems be legit.
1: legit. Yeah. Like what a crock of shit. Funny you use that number because that's the exact number of followers that sissy has, and everybody is like impressed. Until Alex starts like talking shit, they start like saying like, well, you're not a real psychologist. What if like one of these people kills themselves because you won't answer your your message from your inbox and starts making her feel a certain way, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty heavy movie. It is it's heavy, but it's also kind of light. Yeah, it's hard to explain, Uh, but it's worth a watch. Again, this is a movie. Give it a little bit longer than you might think because you might go into it thinking it's not your vibe. But by the end, you'll be like, all right, I'm glad I watched that. Yeah. cool. And it's, dude, the effects, like, it's all practical. And it is really, like, there's some really gory parts. And again, like, I had watched a movie previous to this with CGI. And uh, it's so obvious when you get good practical effects, you know. Yeah. Like, again, they're good. It, it's not like, uh, it's not like over-the-top ridiculous. Like, there's, it's, it's really worth watching um, just for that alone, honestly. Cool. Very cool. So that was Sissy from 2022. All right. So my number four
0: is. I'm going to go with the 2020 film Host.
2: Hi. Hey. Hey. Hi guys. Hey, hey. girl. Teddy. Let's do a shot. To us. Hey, everyone. Get in. Three, two, one. Ooh,
0: good one. Yeah, so this was directed by Rob Savage, starring Haley Bishop, Gemma Moore, Emily's Webb, And this is about six friends that are all collectively together on a Zoom during uh, COVID lockdown. And they hire a medium to hold a seance. Uh, but as this uh, seance unfolds, they get far more than they anticipated. Uh, and shit really just starts to spiral and, and, and go wrong for them.
1: Is this one Australian as well? Uh, I, I, there's definitely an accent in there. there, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Um, uh, this is one of the first movies I remember. Like this has to be in my, I feel like it's the first COVID movie that, so that's the comment that
0: I had here on this movie. So I, I, this is the one film on my list where I feel like social media. Um, this was a British movie from the UK.
1: British. Gotcha.
0: Uh, this is the one movie on my list, which is interesting because typically, like the internet, is the bad guy on all the other stuff. Yeah, or the the vehicle to make the bad sure the bad message circulate. Right, whereas here, that's really not the case. It's sort of kind of like a lifeline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was for all of us. This this was like the first movie that came out, and I remember being so excited that something new was coming out during uh, the COVID year when we were all locked down, yes. social distancing, no one knew what the hell was going on. No, no, all productions were being, uh, stopped for the yep. most part. And I remember, uh, pausing and having a conversation with my wife thinking, uh, I, you know, one day we're going to be watching, you're going to be watching these shitty reality TV shows and they're going to be, uh, people walking around in masks and stuff. And I, I remember thinking to myself that COVID has not yet made its way into pop culture. Because the nature of COVID is not allowing production to happen for the most part. Sure. Right. So you're not going to Target and seeing a billboard with someone wearing a mask on it. And, yeah. And, and that's, this was the first thing that was created where I was like, oh, this is going to acknowledge the COVID world.
1: Yep. And so, we were all, it, that was a new lifestyle for all of us, right? Like, Going to the bar was no longer a thing. It was let's do a Thursday night hangout with seven of our friends and drink beers together. Yeah. So this represented that. And that's that's what I I found
0: kind of funny because they nominate in this movie, they nominate someone for each of their meetings to like basically organize an activity. To host it, yeah. Yeah. And we were all doing something like that during this time. So this was like really, really relatable. And a lot of these movies probably because of my general aversion to social media in, in life. A lot of these movies on this list, for me, have characters that are unrelatable. Yeah, um, T- totally. Yeah, but I thought this movie did a good job of making you, you know, they, they do that here, and they create, like, quote-unquote villains or villainous people or people in this movie that it's like, eh, I'm not jiving with that person. But for the most part, like, I feel like these characters are, are much more approachable and relatable uh, than most of the other movies that, that yeah, are on this Yeah, I totally list. agree. But this movie, I thought, was a a, a true lifeline for us during COVID era. Era, it was, you know, it was neat to see that they were able to pull off a production uh, effectively by working remote.
1: I mean, it's a Zoom, it's a Zoom yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: but uh, it's amazing. I, I I think that it's cool to see. So th- let's t- talk about like the séance, though, sure, uh, for a moment. So the the selection, I think it was Gemma, uh, who makes the the choice to. Bring a medium on for her for her hosting. And she kind of engages in this like fake story that she sort of makes up. She invents a story about a kid that had hanged himself. Oh, yeah. Almost like playing a prank. Brings this medium in. And the medium, I think she's Irish. I think we were watching this the other night. She's, yeah. Her dialect is very specific. This is what threw me off. It was a different dialect. Yeah. yeah. um, And... The medium, I think, is, like, a great fucking presence in this movie, man. Like, she's, she's the kind of person where, like, you'll go into, like, an apothecary, and it's, like, you probably have potions in your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you fucking <laughs> totally know how
1: to, like, you can. Mushroom caps dude, in a jar, like, behind stools, her back. Yeah, Black cat in her purse. Like,
0: <laughs> her presence is, it's really cool the way that they pull this off. Sprinkling cinnamon on you. And with limited fucking production, it's legitimately just someone talking on a Zoom meeting. Yeah, like they're able to pull it, So like the casting again, on the it acting right, crushed like, it, dude. yeah,
1: crushed it. And wasn't it uh, not to interject here, but isn't this the one where like they never met each other? It was all they only met yeah. on Zoom, and that for, probably for added the, to the realism. For the medium. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought I thought that that was neat. Uh, the the medium's presence is scary as hell, but this this prank that's being pulled essentially creates this opens a door for a demon right uh to cross over into the the world that they're all kind of in and i i i was trying to find a point to all these movies which is like I, there doesn't have to be a point to anything you can just like something just to yeah. fucking like it but because of the seriousness of this prompt i was grasping to find some sort of like point to assign to, to each of these movies i guess for this one I don't I don't know if there truly is one. Um, sometimes
1: it can just be entertainment, John.
0: Yeah. And that's I was like really scratching my fucking head, like, oh I gotta think of something smart here. What's the point? Yeah. And I don't know if there is one. <laughs> uh so please let us know your don't your, do seances, right? Thoughts.
1: Maybe it's that. Or maybe yeah. you don't fucking make up stories about kids hanging themselves. Honestly, I think it's just entertaining. Yeah. Entertainment. It's good. It's like we're all trapped in COVID. Let's get some levity Dude. here. It, Not that it's funny by any means, but
0: but after that happens, the demon world world comes in there are some legitimately scary scenes they're
1: really dude, really, there really are. This lends itself to that like hey, I think there's someone yeah I thought you were well, alone in your apartment yeah, what's, uh, really, what's well, who's making a drink back there and it's like
0: you know if you think of that like legitimately think of that for one second, being on a call with someone and be i I just got a little fucking. <laughs> at the mere thought of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are some legit uh, scary scenes. They do a great job of building tension through this movie. Really good. Acting's, you know, top-notch and it's it's cool to see how there's kind of like a devolution in each person's specific environment and that is what it felt like to live through those early months of COVID too. It was like you're in this specific kind of spiral. Yeah. Uh, so this movie came out was a lifeline for us. I thought it was really well done, really well acted. I think that this movie would not exist had it not been for another one that's going to be on my list. Uh, I won't mention that one just uh, just yet, but they pulled this off, they crushed the shit out of it, and I think this movie's great.
1: Uh, Rob Savage also did Dash Cam, which is another great yep. social, horror, uh, social media horror, and then he did The Boogeyman, which I haven't seen yet, but yeah, we have not Rob yet. Savage is great. Uh, heard a couple interviews with him and, but yeah Host is great man that's a good one Macho Man's younger brother yeah, Rob, Rob. Uh, alright so my number three already damn this is number two of my 2022 movies uh, this is Influencer <laughs> oh nice
2: traveling is all about experiencing new things you're in one of the most beautiful places in the world what could possibly be wrong with that my boyfriend and I planned this trip together, and at the last minute, he bailed. You can come crash with me. I'll show you. I couldn't wait. You. Hey, out. it's gonna be fine. Change of plans. I made a new friend. Looks like I'll be staying here. Alright,
1: so a while. I'm a big fan of this movie. I thought this was really well done. Um, I love these movies where what's that movie? The Empty Man, where you don't get the opening credits until like. Oh yeah. yeah. 20 minutes in Yeah. this does that. So yeah. like, I think I, I like paused it at the credits. I think it's like just after 23 minutes, we get the opening credits, which you're like, wait, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, so you have this whole like open with a influencer named Madison who is in Thailand and she's just like living it up, but she's by herself. She's lonely. Uh, her boyfriend who kind of helps her helped build her brand. He's back at home. Uh, so she is, uh, again, just kind of hanging out by herself. And He's she, a doucher too, right? Isn't he? The boyfriend? you think so at first. Yeah. Um, so she is just kind of hanging out at the bar by herself. There's like a weird dude that's, you know, trying to talk to her. And uh, she meets this girl who has a birthmark on her face. Very, very pretty. Uh, very nice girl. Kind of invites her to hang out with her. She knows she's alone. And. Um, well then at this point when Madison, is Madison is supposed to return home, but she finds out that her passport is missing. Her room gets broken into, uh, mysteriously, right? The room gets broken into after meeting this girl, her passport is stolen, ID is stolen. So she can't fly home. Well, this girl, her name is CW and she invites Madison to come and stay with her. Hey, why don't you stay with me while your passport's being, you know, you get the temporary passport, you can leave. Well, it's well, like it's hard for me to do a synopsis on this without spoiling, so I know how to approach it. Uh, but we get it. There's this whole thing now where I'm just going to skip ahead to after opening credits. Uh, Madison goes missing, her boyfriend Ryan, I believe his name is, comes to meet up with her where she's staying. She stays everywhere for free, right? These influencers like. Which I can't even wrap my head around this influencer lifestyle. And that's kind of the whole point of this movie is like you have these people that project this image again back to our previous point where it's like their life is fucking magnificent. Like this is the best life I've ever seen. They're just like they're in front of this waterfall. They're drinking this drink. They're fucking eating this steak what you don't know is they're sitting there taking these pictures by themselves or that scene missing people and feeling sad early
0: on in this movie where she's like trying, I think she's in front of a pool or something and she's trying to get the right shot and her face as the photos occurring versus uh, compared to (laughs) in between shots. And she's like getting so frustrated and stuff. And it just that we talk about, you know, proving points through these, these films. That one million percent is, I think, the point of this movie, which is it's not what it looks like. Nope. Ever. And you you have this physical representation and manifestation of that by her counterpart character with a birthmark on her face, True. which is like, people treat her like shit because she's got a birthmark on her face, uh, which, you know, is obviously wrong. And, yeah. And it's, things aren't always what they appear to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So then this whole story unravels where Ryan is trying to find where Madison is. And I, this movie gets pretty wild. Um, I, so I watched it for a second time. Um, again, first time watching movies, you're always like, I think I watched it outside while I was grilling and shit, so I missed some stuff. But yeah. really enjoyed it this second watch. Again, it's kind of uncomfortable. You don't like some of the people, CW especially. Uh, it's like, I mean, to the, to the level of hate. Like, you hate this person when you're watching it, as you should. Uh, But this is a movie, again, it just kind of points at, like, don't take everything you see on the internet at face value, especially these influencers, the YouTubers. Like, take it as entertainment. Don't try to take, like, model your life after it, because it's just not something you're modeling after. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yep. Yeah, this was a good one. I I checked this one out, too, in preparation for this prompt. I, I figured it would be on one of our lists. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it. the thing is, is like, I do not like this world of influencers, YouTube. I hate it all. Like, yeah. it, I watch poor YouTubers. I love that. But like all this lifestyle shit, you know, when they're trying to sell you stuff and yeah. skin toners and stuff. It's like, back to sissy, that's what she does. Uh, but it's just like, it's not my world at all. So to come into that and kind of see how they portray it, like they're not glamorizing it. They're kind of giving you the other side of it. I like that.
0: It, it, uh, reinforces for you
1: why you don't want to live there. Exactly. <laughs> and like well. why I don't like watching it because it's just like, yeah, you know, no, I, 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 totally I like watching it. these, the horror influencers that are like going through spirit. Yeah. Give me that. I'll take that. <laughs> well, just wait till you get hired. At Spirit? Yeah.
0: influence. Also, they're thing. the nicest when you go in there, right? Oh, dude.
1: Hey, welcome to Spirit.
0: Being an influencer at Spirit is just being an employee. <laughs> like, you just work there. People fucking love it. It's like working at Disney. People love the brand so much that yeah, they're yeah. like, I'll, I'll do this for free. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All um, right. Good pick, man. That's a good one. That was Influencer. I uh, recommend everybody check that one out all right
0: i'm going to a 2017 film called tragedy girls
2: sometimes i just feel like nothing i do matters like i'm not special we only got one retweet today from your mom (sighs) sad we were just wondering if maybe you could give our blog a shout out
1: a shout out from me would be a little off-brand i have 15,000
2: followers you know what that means a community like this more to the left. His heart's
1: more to the left. You're just hitting the bone, dude. Ooh. All right, dude. Dude, I don't know that I've seen this.
0: Buckle in. So this was directed by Tyler McIntyre, uh, starring Brianna... <coughs> starring Brianna Hildebrand, Alexander Alexander uh, Ship, and Jack Quaid, our buddy from Scream 5. And... This is a little bit of a twist, I'd say, on the, the slasher genre. And it, it follows these two teens who are just obsessed with death. Uh, they're these two teenage girls. And they use their online show. They've got a show called Tragedy Girls. Okay. Um, and it's about real-life tragedies. And they use this show to kind of, like, create, stir some shit up in their, like, little small Midwest town. And, uh, what they're trying to do is to cement their own legacy as modern horror legends, uh, in the process. So what this movie is incredibly fun. This is a really fun experience. It was not at all what I thought I was going to receive. And it's, it's basically a love story between a friendship, love story between two friends, uh, That really love each other, but what they love more than anything else is death. (laughs) Like that, that is their love language is death.
1: Like they love horror movies or? No. Like serial killers?
0: Yes. Okay. Actual death. To the point that these two friends are looking to emulate murder to the point where they find, track down, and identify a serial killer and then kidnap him to learn from him.
2: Oh, wow. And they keep
0: him captive, and they want to learn from him. Now, all of, <sighs> all of what I'm describing to you sounds like skeezy Dude, and gross and fucked up, skeezy as fuck. But think think along the lines of like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, because that's <laughs> what like how comedic that is and how fun that movie is yeah. and how nothing's. So that's the pulse, the vibe, and the aesthetic here uh, of all wow. of this. And it's it's just as much comedy as
1: it is horror. Never expected that.
0: Uh, I was reading the synopsis, this and I, is, I jumped in, and it was one of those deals where I was like, I didn't think I was going to have this much fun, and I ended up having a fucking
1: blast. This is why I've never pushed play on this movie, because I read the synopsis, and I'm like, nah, eh, I'm out. Dude. Wow. So, it, just from your, your description, I get a little Ginger Snaps vibe. Yeah. Like the beginning of Ginger Snaps, I mean, Ginger where Snaps they're videotaping is, the death, right? That movie is very heavy and
0: serious. Much darker. And much darker. I mean, this movie's dark. There's a lot of killing in this movie. Black comedy,
1: right? It's a black comedy
0: yeah. through and through. Uh, and kind of like uh, the story of My Best Friend's Exorcism. Yeah. I feel like similar to that story, that this movie is really about the idea of how hard... Because there's a life cycle to their relationship. And they're using this channel of theirs, this tragedy girls, um, communication platform, uh, as their, their mouthpiece essentially to kind of communicate out what it is that they want to manipulate the world into believing. And this friendship of theirs though, has an arc and it has a life cycle and it has challenges and it has growth. It has separation and it has rekindling. It's got all the shit, uh, that you typically see a character, an advanced character in a movie experience but this is happening like simultaneously for them so it's really truly about kind of their relationship uh and and they do that by just kind of expounding upon the idea of being a, a teenager of being in different socioeconomic classes of being in different uh social classes within the school yeah you know oh this This boy thinks I'm cute. This boy doesn't think I'm cute. That kind of stuff. Oh, are you going to go to the dance? No, dances fucking suck. Oh, but you should go to the dance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And all of that. So all of that's happening. Well, simultaneously, they have this serial killer tied up that they're pretty much feeding and trying to learn from, and then they're starting to do their own kind of killing and create their own sort of tragedy that they then report on, uh, saying, like, on their Tragedy Girls channel, Saying like, oh, this fucked up thing happened in the community again. I wonder if it's because of this, this, and that. And they're providing commentary on things that they were responsible for. Yeah. Uh, Daryl from The Office is in this movie. Uh, Daryl. Yeah, the the dude that works out in the...
1: Pizza Hut commercials?
0: Yes. Yeah. Daryl, our boy. Gotcha. So there's this really fucking funny sequence with him that takes place in the gym. He's like a volunteer firefighter or something in this movie. He's hilarious. I honestly haven't laughed. I was laughing my ass off as this scene uh, unfolded and all of this tragedy and death continues to happen throughout the course of this is why uh, the uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil thing keeps coming to my mind. All this stuff keeps happening. And they want to be basically suspects for this, and they want to be recognized for the terror that they're creating, and they keep like chalking the deaths up to like accidents and stuff like that. Oh, and they're getting pissed because they're like, so Fuck, it's like this the, is our. Legacy. So it's like the
1: inverse of Tucker and Dale. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, exactly. But Jack Quaid's in this from Screen Five. He does a great job. Uh, and this was really a refreshing, it was a fun movie, and. Richie from Scream 5? Yep. Nice. And He's, it, he's funny. Dude, he, he's perfect. Like, and he plays the same character. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, same kind of, like, high school kid, which is funny because he's
1: probably, like, probably 40, 40 yeah. and has <laughs> yeah. been playing nothing but high school kids.
0: And it's it's funny. But, uh, yeah, dude, this, this was a nice, refreshing little thing where I thought I was going to be in for a very macabre, dark ride and ended up just having a blast. So,
1: yeah, I love that. I love when you... Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I'll muscle through this. Yeah, and then you dig it, yeah, yeah. And I
0: again, the 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 perception, the elements of perception, like it just shows how much you can manipulate social media and how much you can output things, and even like again that perception discussion that we were having earlier, like that comes into play so much here because they're like, no, this had to have been an accident. Like, there's no way these two these pretty. Uh, high school kids that are best friends are doing this kind of thing. And it's just, it's, it's neat the way that it all unfolds.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, based on your recommendation, I'll check that one out. It's, it's on what shutter? It was streaming on something. something. Yeah.
0: Uh, it was not one that I had to rent. I I recall that, but it is one that I probably pay $700 a year. Sure. Yeah. I didn't
1: rent any of these. So yeah, it, well,
0: Yeah. But yeah, that is my my number three is nice, Trashy Girls.
1: Nice. Yep. All right, so we're gonna go to my number two. This is one that uh, we've talked about quite a bit. Uh, but when it comes to social media horror, I don't know how you could leave it off the list. It's Deadstream. This is Sean Ruddy coming to you live from Death Manor. For seven years now, you have watched me face my fears for your entertainment. There is one fear that I haven't yet faced. I will be spending one night alone in a haunted house. <laughs> Don't forget to smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, and follow me on Livid. This is the most haunted house in the And this is uh, my third 2022 film. I R-
0: love this movie so much.
1: Written and directed by the husband and wife duo Joseph Winter and Melanie Stone. Uh, it's about a disgraced YouTuber who just got remonetized. Uh, and he does a Halloween stunt where he, he spends the <laughs> night. A, uh, he makes a big deal about that, right? Like, well, yeah, you can't I, swear. I've been eating ramen with chunks of Vienna sausages.
0: Yeah. And he's like, I, there's like an energy drink sponsor. He's only allowed to say three
1: swear words. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every time he says a swear word, people are chatting in like, you're going to get canceled. <laughs> and please don't cancel me again. Uh. So the first time I saw this movie, I'll be honest, I found it a little bit annoying. Like, yeah. And it's because, I, like I said, YouTubers just drive me insane. Like, that whole, the whole shtick, everything. Like, make sure to hit the bell. Like, it's fucking, like, smash, smash that, that subscribe. Like but yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just so over the top and annoying. Yeah. And he nails it, you know? Yeah. Um, he just does too good of a job, honestly. But he spends a night, he does this stunt where he uh, spends a night at this, like, local haunted house. And he goes in there, like, he takes the spark plugs out of his car because he's like, I know I want to leave, so I'm just going to, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh so he gets in there, and from there, dude, it's just I, I, honestly this movie is like, it's scary, it's funny, it's and legit scares in this movie, you know, and the effects are amazing. It gets very, I think you've said this before, it gets very like Evil Dead ish, where we have like uh, demons. It's very like demon heavy, so you have demons and ghouls, and uh, and the effects on all of them are amazing. Like the makeup is great, and he's like, what I really love about this is. When you do like, when you see these like YouTube live deals, you always have all the comments that are pop constantly popping up and they're responding to them and uh, interacting with people in real time, which is great. And in this movie that like serves that purpose or whatever just perfectly it helps but. drive the story it it does know? drive the story and and those though
0: it's funny because those contributors they kind of like steer some of the direction of
1: the movie they kind of push the narrative yeah, yeah like they, oh should we let you this should woman go back stay? there yeah yeah Everyone he does vote.
0: i'm gonna put a poll out you know
1: and so i love when uh, i can't remember her name but she let me get her name real quick so her name was in the movie it's chrissy so Chrissy kind of comes out of nowhere. He's in this house. He's been there for a while. Chrissy just shows up and she says like, oh, I'm a huge fan. And like, it just like, he's like, what the I knew you were here. And he's like, no, you got to go. And so he asks the audience if they want to stay. They say yes. And he's like, really? You want to stay? Okay, fine. So then from there, they kind of start, they go on this like journey, right? They're like adventuring through this house and they're finding different things. They find a book. They find, they go down in the basement and they find all this nasty shit. And he keeps talking about the way it smells, which really enhances just the experience because like now you're thinking about the way that basement smells. Like, oh this smells like wet feet and shit and like stuff like that.
0: So uh and he's got his little like uh the board that you have from Twister but it has
1: like seance exercises. Yeah. Like, like all that shit. <laughs> yeah, right he's probably. got like just weird like that like handwritten map that he has. Like who wrote this map? Yeah. Uh so yeah again now uh I'm gonna avoid the spoiler there in the middle. Sure. But so the story is about this woman who this, uh, you get lost like this. <laughs> I don't even really know what the story is. Uh, but this woman wants to like get people in there, like keep people in. Uh, so he kind of gets ends up getting stuck in there, but he does make his escape out of the house. Uh, and this cop shows up at one point. Again, very evil, deadish, very over the top. Yeah, this movie really reminds me of Dead. And evil the practical Dead. effects, yeah. but that's why it reminds you because the practical effects are so good. And so much of it is like him against
0: himself, which is like yes. the, Bruce Campbell's character so much in all of those movies is there's, there are even scenes of him fighting himself, you know? Yeah. And that, there is so much of that in a literal and a figurative way in this movie
1: and also to that point Bruce Campbell does a lot of working with this environment to make weapons or whatever this guy uses a fucking slim jim from his back seat to make a selfie stick
0: love it <laughs> love fucking love it. and it's funny that that's like he should be focusing on fine on developing like life-saving uh, items to yeah to use to defend him he's like well how do I, how do how i do get I my camera this? set yeah. up you know like
1: the priorities Yeah, I like how he goes out of the house and he goes back in. Um, I don't know. I really like. I find his character very endearing. Uh, Oh, dude, he's he's clearly had. They never they never really they kind of like skirt around what he was disgraced for. He He, clearly had lost his sponsorships. He wasn't. He lost making money. yeah. Yeah. Uh, something. I think racist he to or like either racist or sexist or something insensitive. I think it's a mix of all that. He yeah. just was an insensitive dude. Yeah, and Like you he can has tell, a, like... He did all, what this guy does is he does all these crazy stunts. It's called the Wrath of Sean, and he does like you know like he'll fucking white. He did yeah. he did one where he's like baby Moses and he's like has a pacifier yeah. and he's yeah. floating down a river as a baby. Yep. Uh, and then another one where he smuggled across the border in a trunk. Yeah. I think that one really hit people. You know, <laughs> yeah. um. So, yeah, this movie's fucking, it's really good. Um, Like I said, the first watch, I found him to be annoying, but I really found him, this was my second watch through, and I I was laughing really hard, so.
0: Yeah, I I love the device. I know we we talked about it already, but the internet component to this, again, really helps drive the story, and it is involved in even making decisions and, and introducing characters and whatnot. So... I, I love yeah. how it's used for that.
1: I like how they even give us little videos of people send him videos yeah. Yeah. that they film. Like, hey, uh, Sean, there's this book that you you destroyed yeah. this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah, yeah. talisman yeah. that now, like, you're fucked. Yeah. So you get a yeah, lot I, of those little, like, interjections of videos from the audience, which I really loved. I love that. Yep. So, yeah, that's Deadstream from 2022. That's my number two pick. And uh, you guys should check that one out. Oh, that is absolutely. on Shudder. Absolutely, yeah. That's
0: a Shutter original, I believe.
1: And again, if you find him to be annoying, just know that he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be an annoying YouTuber uh, that is very, like, a mixed bag. Some people love him, some people hate him, but they all love to watch him go through this shit. Yeah, if there's a bully in a movie
0: that it's like, I just want to fucking punch that guy in the face, or they're that's because they're doing a good job acting. Exactly. So yep. Yeah, you know, he crushes it in this. And Chris, he's great. She's a great character. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right, man. I am going to the film Shook from 2021. Don't.
2: Don't. I'm shook. Janelle was a makeup legend. I'm gonna go to my sister Nicole's house to babysit her dog Chico. Chico, Chico, come here, buddy.
1: get out the house. What the hell? What the fuck is this movie? Y-
0: you and I have seen this. In fact, Shook. when I was researching in preparation. I was like, oh, I watched this movie with Jamie. So this was directed by Jennifer Harrington, uh, starring Daisy Tudor, Emily Goss, and Nicola Posner. And this is about a an influenced social media presence. Uh, her name is Mia. She's a kind of a star. She becomes the target of an online terror campaign and she has to solve uh kind of like a series of like different games uh, to prevent people that she cares about from getting killed off. And mm. you're trying to determine if this is real or
1: not real. It's in like a condo or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like so a duplex. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and right from the rip, I remember, I, I remember being so excited when this movie came out, I had really been looking forward to it cause there was some, uh, some decent, I don't want to say hype, but, we, we knew it was coming. Yeah. So I was really excited when this had initially come out. You know, we had we had Host come to us the year prior. This was still during that period of starvation where it was like, hey, we would like more horror films, but we're still in lockdown in a lot of areas. And, oh, yeah. Uh, not making a ton of movies. So uh, I remember being really excited for this to come out. And I didn't know how they were going to tackle things because much like with Host they acknowledged that COVID was a thing and I didn't know if they were going to work that into the story at all here, which they, which they did not. Uh, but this, this movie feels almost like an episode of black mirror. So you've got this truly ugly side of things. It's that concept from the movie influencer, which is, you've got these, uh, these influencers that are supposed to live these lavished, exciting, fun, wonderful looking lives that are incredibly exciting, but really you peek behind the curtain it's like, Oh my God, you're a sad, desolate, unhappy human being that is just miserable with your life. So the very beginning, the opening sequence, I fucking love how they uh kick things off. It's it looks like this huge red carpet event. All these lights are around, uh cameras flashing, uh beautiful women standing in front of like a backdrop posing, uh making, you know, different different movements, taking all these different pictures. And come to find they're in this broke ass alleyway or parking lot, which is completely fucking desolate. And the only thing happening there is like these four people taking pictures in front of this, (laughs) this thing, uh, like they just like popped up shop. There were four of them. They're like, Oh, let's make this look and feel like a red carpet event. And really they're in this like kind of like gross parking lot next to this gross bathroom. So, uh, one of the characters gets done, you know doing her photo shoot she's like hey i gotta run to the bathroom and she's got her little dog with her so she goes in the bathroom and uh this this is when the slasherness like really starts to set in so instantly you, they give you a five second snapshot of this movie is about the fact that life looks great for some people but really it's shit. and we just explained that to you based off of what you saw as she walked away from the red carpet now she's in the shitty bathroom she's holding this dog and she gets killed off in there with a high heel uh, through the chin, which is a really fun kind of slasher, cool sort of kill. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm in for this. There's a slasher I'm about to see. And we've got this like social media component. So it, it really starts off on the right foot. I talked about in the movie host how m- m- many of those characters were relatable. This movie, definitely not the case. Uh, most of the characters in this movie are detestable. Mm. and you know just by nature you're rooting for kind of the main girl uh but this movie i think makes takes a step beyond um the social component because there's like this huge emotional dynamic to this uh to this story where you've got our main character she's in uh i think it's their childhood home or the home where where their mother used to live. The mother had recently passed away. There's tension because uh, there's a sister who's traveling for work, can't be home to take care of the dog. She says, hey, I'll come take care of the dog. Uh, but because she's going to house sit, she's like missing this influencer party that's happening and shit. Wow. So all, all of these things are sort of happening. But there's tension between our main character and her sister, and you can tell that it's over their mother's death. So that's overshadowing things while simultaneously you have these like shitty detestable characters mm. that she's interacting with. Uh, but the majority of the movie takes place in this house, which I enjoy the setting. I enjoy the vibe. And there's almost like a scream sort of component to this in the sense that uh, there's contact happening from the outside in to our main character. And she's being asked to do certain things and she's being kind of uh harassed and as all of this is unfolding uh there's tension going on because her her love interest is with some other influencer or a couple other influencers and they're doing live streams and all this shit so she's like watching it as the rest of the general public would watch it and uh it's all happening from within the confines of this house so on the internet they live these big lavish exciting lives but in reality uh, they're just in these kind of like sad little homes
1: yeah Which goes to our point, right, where, like, you think influencers live this lavish life. Exactly. Exactly. You find out they're past due on rent and
0: (laughs) the pool hasn't been cleaned in months. That's the the case here. So there are a couple cool little double switches that happen as this movie unfolds, though, as the story kind of goes on. You've got, uh, as I mentioned, these other influencers that she's interacting with. And it's creating some, not only emotional tension, but like the, the online presence piece of this, the live stream, like the internet aspect of this is, is driving the majority of the communication that's happening. And then that's when she starts to get the harassing uh, phone calls like, hey, people you care about are gonna start to die unless you start to do these kind of following things and whatnot. Uh, and it is a whodunit, because you're like, well, who the fuck is creating all these problems? And uh, the end has a cool, cool little payoff, Uh, So I mentioned a couple double switches that happen. So there are a few twists, a few turns, but this movie is, it's, it's a fun watch. Uh, I wouldn't say it's fun or funny like Tragedy Girls is, uh, but it is a fun watch. Uh, The use of social media is 1000% there. Very similar point to this film, I think, uh, to the movie Influencer that you kind of talked about, which is that, you know, the lives of these people is typically not uh, what, what you think it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. And they're
1: selling us. Dude, they're selling us a product. Selling us a product. So, that is Shook from uh, 2021. I don't remember anything about this movie, except I, I feel like when it ended, I did, like, a sigh.
0: I, <sighs> when One it, of those. When it turned on... Not of relief, just of, like,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean... I the- don't. Again, I don't remember... I I remember you and I watching it late at night, probably too drunk to recall. But (laughs) it it's worth a rewatch. I'd go back and check it out. Yeah, cool. All right, so that was Shook. That's Shook, twenty twenty one. All right, we're to our number one. Number one. I know what your number one is. Oh. And uh, I didn't plan this, but we're in the same universe. Oh no shit. My number one is from twenty eighteen. It is unfriended, dark web. It's game
2: night are
1: you ready for this i got a new laptop actually new there's a cyber cafe that i've been working at and this computer was sitting in the lost and found for the last three or four weeks hang on you stole someone's computer i didn't steal it oh yeah Okay.
2: that's messed up
0: and i found this folder it was hidden and it automatically connects you to this thing
1: uh this is a sequel to it it's actually not a sequel it's just uh I don't even know if it's in the same universe. It's just sort of like, Hey, uh, we made this movie that was successful. Let's uh, make another one, that, yeah. but darker. And that's what they do. This one is, whereas the first one is more of like a thriller. Um, This one is fucking, this is horror. Uh, this is about a a guy that's he's so this guy works at a coffee shop. He steals this laptop that was left behind. Uh, and he starts like, he like just, I think the m- movie opens up with him trying to, like, figure out the password. Like, you don't know that's what he's doing, but, like, you can tell by, like, it's just showing the screen, and, like, he's tapping away and, like, trying to get yeah. the password. Somehow, finally, fucking hits the right one and unlocks it. No. And uh, so now he's, like, going in and changing all of his passwords and doing that shit. Like, when you get a new phone, the worst fucking thing on Earth, logging back into everything. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, oh, God, that's what hell. was that password? Was not like, was it capital? Like, was there a number at the end? Uh, Exclamation point. That's it. Yeah. Ampersand instead of uh, <laughs> an A. <laughs> yeah. So we have all of that going on. And then meanwhile, he pops into his, uh, pops into like his friend Zoom meeting that he has. Yeah. Like they all do a, like we were talking about earlier, like with our friends, we did this. They have like a weekly Zoom meeting with him and his like five friends. So he gets in there and meanwhile, he's doing all of his shit on his new computer. And they're like, hey, you got a new computer. Cool. And he's like, yeah. Um, as he's doing this, he starts getting messages from somebody like, Hey, that's my computer. And he's like, Oh, I don't know what you mean, you know, doing that shit. So shit starts to escalate here. Like now they're like, no, this is now he starts getting messages from like other people like, Hey, you're going to send me the shit and we'll send you money. And they, now they pay him a lot of money. He's like, well, wait a second. Uh, let me give you my routing number. This is when shit starts to go down. A a large sum of money gets transferred to his account. He starts finding shit now in this computer that's hidden. He has a buddy who's like a tech genius who gives him like hints on how to uncover like these masked messages. He starts seeing shit that he really should not see because his friends are in the know. Now they're in danger. Mm. Shit starts to really escalate. Uh, He's like being threatened and they're being threatened and uh, It's like, just give me the laptop back. But at this point, it's just like, it's already escalated too far. Uh, But the characters in this are great. Like, again, like host, like all of the characters are so realistic. Like you feel like you know them. You feel like they're probably part of your friend group. Like these are likable characters. This isn't like Shook where you don't like anyone. These people aren't influencers. These are friends. This is just like on Zoom. Uh, But he's also dealing with Facebook and he's, you know, he's dealing with his uh, girlfriend who's deaf. And he's developing this app where uh He can like she can sign and it'll make like he can hear what she's saying. And she's like frustrated with him because he designed this app that only helps him and doesn't help her. And it's like this whole thing. So you have this relationship going with her that he's trying to deal with her. Yeah. and He's also trying to manage this friendship group and also deal with this person who's sending him threatening messages. And he's yeah. dealing with this whole turns out that there's like this circle of people now that he's dealing with and it's not people that you want to fuck with um and again this is dark web shit so like they're buying and selling shit that i don't want to spoil and you don't even really want to know about uh but you do because this movie is actually this movie is great i like i like this movie more than the first one uh again just because it's darker and i love that like as horror fans we like that like oh my God, what's going to, what are we going to see next? And like, you see shit that you don't want to see. Uh, but when it's over, like you kind of smile thinking about like, that was a great movie uh, and that was fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch everything unfold. It's a mystery. It's a whodunit kind of. Um, and then when you find out who did it, you're like, yeah, <laughs> well, who else did it? So there's a lot yeah. going on. I highly recommend this one. This is my number one pick for a reason. This is Unfriended Dark Web from 2018, and this was written and directed by C- Steven Susco. Great, man. You have not seen this yet? Yeah? I have not, but I might watch it tonight now that we talked about it. All right, so this was on Tubi. That's where I watched it. And when I watched it, it was like one day remaining on Tubi. Uh, so I watched it like that night, and now it's, I think you rent it for $3.99, but I, this is worth four bucks for sure. Like, if this was in the theater, like re released, I would tell you to go spend 12 bucks. Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, my number one is Unfriended from 2014.
1: I need another drink.
2: Dude, look, look. Laura.
1: So, there was a four-year gap between those two. Yeah. And honestly, in the internet world, that's a fucking lifetime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, my number one is Unfriended from 2014, uh, directed by uh, Levin. Uh, Who directed your movie? Steven Susco. A little bit of an easier name than I got to deal with here. So, we've got Levin (laughs) Gabriads. There's like not enough vowels to... (laughs) sound out this name properly so <laughs> probably like chechian then yeah so also starring heather sauceman matthew borer and courtney halverson and this uh this like i mentioned is the kind of the grandfather the godfather i i truly feel like this was the first of these films that kind of really forged this subgenre. you know like yeah. fear.com had the internet component but not like the social media component i feel like really started like technology technology and horror, you know, ghost of the machine, fucking X-Files. Yeah. Isaac Asimov with I robot, like all the idea of technology being a killer is not new. Um, but introducing this social component, I feel like is really, really well delivered specifically by this movie because it brings you immediately into this friend group. Um, so you've got this group of online chat room friends and they're they find themselves haunted by a, a like a mysterious supernatural force
1: who's using the account of their dead friend. That's right. So this one is supernatural whereas Dark Web is grounded. That's not. Yeah. Well, you don't know. So
0: it's a kind of a who done as you mentioned on 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 uh the Dark Web version of this, but you're trying to determine like you you enter this thing and you realize, like, okay, technology's part of this, uh, but an equal component to this equation are these friends that are all not being truthful, that are shitty. Like, you talk about unrelatable characters, like, everyone in this movie sucks. Oh, uh, yeah. Even even the, who you think is kind of like the final girl-ish. Uh, like yeah, I felt the, like I remember liking her, no? I mean, you kind of like her throughout the movie, but... No no spoilers, but, like, everyone in this movie sucks. Yeah. For different reasons. So you've you've got that going on. Everyone's fucking selfish. Everyone's a liar. Everyone is doing these, like, horrifying things. But uh, But it's
1: one of those where, like, the onion starts getting peeled back. And, like, each layer
0: gets worse. You cry each fucking peel that happens. (laughs) But I kind of feel, you know, as I mentioned, that this is what sort of kicked off this Mm subgenre. Kids are really detestable. Uh, which I think contributes to why the the movie resonates for me because you're you're so fixated on trying to determine and understand what caused like there's this this ghost character of this person that committed suicide and you're led to believe based off how detestable all these people are you're like okay one of these people has to be responsible for incur- like motivating this person to fucking kill themselves and this is, this is like the fear, all those statistics that we read, you know, leading up to this is that that's the most supreme horrifying outcome of all of this, which is like people are getting hurt or hurting themselves or uh, attempting suicide because of the kind of shit that goes on on these platforms. So this brings a real life quick manifestation of like, Uh, for, for parents watching this movie or for kids watching this movie, you're watching it thinking like, oh my God, that's the number one thing I wouldn't ever want to happen to my family. If you're a parent or if you're a kid, it's like, oh yeah, this is like fucking Thursday night because everyone's an asshole on the internet. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so the, the, I I think this movie really represents that, that fear, uh, uh, pretty well. So these, this friend group though, stylistically, it's a lot like host. Uh, so I feel like host wouldn't have done what they did had this movie not
1: existed. I was gonna say this kind of precursor for yeah those, yeah totally. I don't even know that it would exist so
0: it it takes place essentially in the exact same capacity of you're basically in this uh I think they're using FaceTime and not Zoom yeah uh, but this woman or this girl this high school student she's like wheeling around this MacBook basically and you're observing the story kind of through her uh, interaction with her computer. And they're in this chat room. There's this like unknown entity in this chat room with them. Their camera's not on. Uh, their name has some sort of username associated with it. And simultaneously, she's jumping from window to window on her Facebook, like direct message. Uh, she's getting communication from the Facebook page of the friend, the former friend mm. that had committed suicide. Uh, and I think everyone kind of is having some form of interaction. And same kind of shit. They're. Uh, creating ultimatums or uh, requiring that games be played that are manipulative and exploiting uh, uh, the negative elements of all the characters, like playing Never Have I Ever, uh, doing all these different things to basically show like, oh yeah, you cheated on him, uh, or yeah, you told her that you were a virgin but you're not, or like all these like things that are terrible to lie about in the first place and uh basically showing everybody's backstabber and exploiting all of all of the uh, unpleasant elements of all the different characters. Um the the way this is filmed is honestly I thought it was gonna be dated because it was from twenty fourteen. And even looking at like the the iOS version of um the MacBook she's working on was kind of funny to see. because uh, this was only I mean this was what, nine years ago, but it feels like it was fucking ninety years honestly, ago. Honestly, yeah. Uh, but the way that this is filmed is is really really well done the editing's fucking great the kids are detestable which means they're doing a great job acting um so the the casting was well, was really well done the way it's edited and the way the story is told with limited like you're living basically you're watching someone's computer screen that's that's the movie like there's no shots outside of that um and they're still still able to create tension you know hosted it the same exact way but able to create tension, able to kill off characters, uh able to um create emotional uh investment and frustration. So all, like all that's happening and it's all happening just through this basically this look of someone's computer screen. Yeah. Uh and it's it's really really well done. So it's
1: it's like a computer typing ASMR. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. So I I I feel like we would have been remiss to not have this be kind of our number one cuz I really do think especially given this prompt that this was sort of the, uh, the grandparents of, of the genre.
1: Totally. And I think it's awesome. And it's fitting that we both have unfriended as our number one. Well, now tonight I got to watch dark web and you got to watch C O G so, but, uh, yeah, this was fun. I'm glad we did this. We've been talking about this prompt for a minute, so
0: I'm glad that we got around
1: to it. Yeah. It was interesting because, uh, again, like I feel like social media is something, especially for us who grew up without it. It's one of those like love, hate things. It's like, it's great, uh, but, you know, it's annoying.
0: Especially from a business perspective. Like, I've joined this fucking committee uh, in my community to see that the, the levy for our school gets passed. Yeah. For our school system here. And instantly everyone's like, well, we got to have social channels. And I was like, well, <sighs> do we? <laughs> Please no. Yeah. And they're like, well, don't you have to? And I was like, well, we need to build out a profiles and understand if the people that we're trying to access are people that utilize social media. Sure. And maybe we just determine what one specific channel we need to use rather than all of them. But it's, it's crazy how like that is instantly the default on anything. Like, oh, you want to do something successfully that involves communication. You got to have social media. Uh, yeah. And it's just
1: what, like that is life now. It is. My company developed this. It looks exactly like fucking Facebook. But they call it something different. But the format and everything, it's, it's for fucking internal, Facebook. for internal. It's for internal only. Yeah. But now, you're getting invited to I mean, yeah. groups. Like, if you let someone know that you have a cat, next thing you know, you're getting invited to this, like, check out our cats group. Are you in that group? Or no, I don't join any fucking groups at work, dude. <laughs> I have enough shit going on in my own life. I don't need work groups. All right, if everyone can get uh, <laughs> 7 to
0: 10 pictures of their cat by Wednesday, um, we'll go ahead and uh, check the box here on this and, and get this rolling. Yeah. All right, well, let us know what you guys think. You know, drop some comments, uh, reach out to us on social media. Oh,
1: shit, wait, I have one last thing I wanted to mention. I have this musical project with uh, our mutual musical friend, Mike, oh, yeah. Mike Kennyhurst, who also uh, is your musical partner. He and uh, our other buddy, Kevin Esposito, have this, uh, I want to say band, but it's not, you know, it's a musical, it's It's like a a synth, emo, rock, pop project called uh, Motor Cobra, and our EP drops September 1st, so that'll be next Friday, so I just wanted to put that guys, put that on your guys' radar. And you know what? We're going to
0: leave you with a track from that EP, and if you want to listen to more, Follow Motor Cobra on social media. Yeah. There you go. It's going to be horrific. And don't get unfriended. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us, guys. Love you guys.